your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 253 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very special episode for you guys. We got part two with former New York Ranger defenseman Jason Strudwick. Jason also played for the Islanders, the Canucks, the Blackhawks, and the Oilers during his NHL career. And if you missed part one, I definitely recommend starting there. That is our most recent episode before this one. You can start there, work your way back to this one. I mean, you don't have to do it that way. You can do it in any order you want, but that's just my personal recommendation. But yeah, part two with Jason Strudwick here today. We're going to be talking a little bit about a fight that Jason got into with Chris Neal of the Ottawa Senators. Jason's also going to share his thoughts on the current Ranger team and uh, talk about being a co-anchor on the Jason Greger Show. Plus, he will answer the question if the Rangers will make the playoffs next season. So, like I said, part two with Jason Strudwick. Enjoy. If I could ask you about one more fight in your career, we got to do at least one with the Rangers here. Uh, so there was one, you know, I'm watching some clips on YouTube. There's one early in the 2007-2008 season against the Senators, and it was against Chris Neal. I don't know if you remember this one, but basically what happened was early in the game, it was very early, and uh, Neal basically took a run at Sean Avery, kind of caught him up high, and, uh, you know, not that Avery doesn't bring some of that on himself. He was a little bit of a lightning rod out there. But, uh, you know, you wanted to stand up for your teammate. You dropped the gloves with Chris Neal and uh, just a heavyweight fight there. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of punches landed both ways. Do you, do you remember anything about that one? Yeah, you know, my, I really felt my role. Like, I never saw myself as a fighter, like a, a pure fighter. Um, I think I had the size, but I didn't have the mentality to do it. But I was definitely um, kind of like a policeman, you know. Like, I didn't like when people took advantage of my teammates or run yeah. them. And I always felt that it was, you know, if, if I didn't do it, maybe no one else would. You have to stand up for your teammates. And just, I wanted to let the senators and, and, and Chris Neal know that that was unacceptable. But then also you want to feel your team to feel comfortable that, you know, if something happens, there's someone there to, to, to make it okay, right? Um, so that was kind of my job. And so, you know, I, never, I don't think up to that point I ever fought him before, but uh, it was a good fight. And he's a tough guy. He was really tough. Yeah. And I knew it, I knew it, but you know, you, you sometimes just have to get out there and send a message and, you know, that brings a bit of a team together. I think a little bit of closeness, um, when, when, because then when someone else goes get hits, you know, maybe they'll, someone else will jump in and help them out. Right. Like, and that was a dirty hit. It's not every hit that's landed, but that was, I felt that was a dirty hit. And, but you know what, like you said, Abe, he, he brought it on himself, but he's still one of my teammates and you got to go in there and help a guy out. Absolutely. Uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about is, uh, you know, you played a handful of Stanley Cup playoff games in Madison Square Garden as a member of the Rangers. And, you know, I've never even been there as a fan for a playoff game. So, I mean, just try to explain to all of us, what is this like, you know, wearing the Ranger jersey, playing in a Stanley Cup playoff game in Madison Square Garden? What is that atmosphere like? Yeah, like, I, I, I mean, I love being a Ranger. I loved everything about it. And, uh, you know, the city, the, the rink in the middle of the city, how busy it was down, like all that. I loved all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the playoffs, I remember the first time they had those red, white, and blue banners hanging all over the, the garden and inside. It was just, it was crazy. And the excitement, and the energy, and, you know, uh, you know, the year those guys went to the final, I'd been gone for a few years, but I was cheering for them so hard. I wanted them to win. 
um, just for that, that like for the organization, the fans, because they were so great. Um, so yeah, you know, I can't wait till uh, my kids are a little bit older, go back to the garden and, you know, whether it's regular season or playoffs, just to for them to see that energy. And, you know, after the game, you walk out, there's people all over the place and energy bustling, but the playoffs there was nuts. And I remember one, one year we had a playoff game and at the same time, Nora Jones had a concert underneath and there's a gold glove boxing event in another one. And those are the three things that poured out. It was just crazy. Like it's a city unlike any other. And, and, you know, I was always asked by guys, would you, would you recommend playing there? I'm like, yeah, I'd, I would have played there for, for years. Like it was wow. such a great environment to be in. Yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned the 2014 cup finals and obviously rooting for the Rangers uh, during that run to the finals and in the finals themselves. Now you obviously played for several teams in the NHL. Uh, what's it like after your career when you played for, you know, a handful of teams, do you root for all these teams or is there one that you like more than the other? I mean, just give me a feel for that if you can. Well, I mean, you kind of enjoy different like experiences different. I, you know, the Islanders, I really have no affiliation. I was there. I wasn't there very long. And, right. The, the organization was kind of in turmoil, so I wouldn't say it left a great memory. Um, you know, Vancouver, I had a lot of good memories there. Um, I, I really enjoyed my time with the Canucks. Uh, you know, Chicago team, it was a team in transition, you know, and then, you know, it was, it, it was fun. Like, it was fun to be there, but it was okay. Then, you know, the Rangers, obviously, really special. I loved it there. Then Oilers playing at home was amazing. So, you have different experiences. I think now, you know, there's still a few players I played with that are playing in the NHL, so I cheer for them. Um, but, you know, when you get in the playoffs, like, I, I definitely – I never really cheered for the Blackhawks. Um, but I, and I look forward for the Rangers to do well. Um, you know, being in Edmonton is hard to maybe cheer for Vancouver. You know, like, they uh, – you know, it's hard to be yeah. an order fan and, and a Canuck fan or supporting both. But, sure. you know, I do a lot, lot for them. But I, I'd say the Oilers and the Rangers are two teams that I, I – you know, I, I like the way the Rangers have kind of gone about building their team up again. And I think that the Oilers are also a team that's kind of, you know, on the, on the upswing. So who knows, we might see them, you know, together in the final someday. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go will help you break through your wall. It is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. And I can tell you from experience, it's a fantastic product to use before playing baseball, tennis, or even frisbee golf. Bilko comes to us all from the same people who brought us the world's fastest growing protein bar, Built Bar. It will help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. With the Rangers, I wanted to ask you about the current team and the rebuild that they're going through. You know, a few years ago, that letter goes out from upper management, and they say, I mean, they weren't this, you know, black and white about it, but they basically said, you know, we're going to trade all your favorite players, we're going to rebuild this thing, we're going to put a contender together, a team that can win uh, the Stanley Cup. Uh, what's your take on where this rebuild stands for the Rangers? I mean, do you like the way they've gone about this? Do you feel good? Do you think that they can eventually win a Stanley Cup with, with this squad that they have right now? Well, you know, I think it starts with goaltending. They seem to have a lot of young goaltenders, obviously for the reason maybe uh, Henrik was, was moved to a different area. 
Um, I like goalies and D. You know, those are the first two things I look at in any team. Uh, because, you know, when you're, when you're, when you have a lot of offensive talent, they're scoring, it's great. Um, you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, but when those guys aren't scoring to make up for mistakes and your D and your goaltending is questionable, you, they, they can't hold you down. So I believe that a foundation for a good team is goaltending and, and um, defense. And I think the Rangers have got both those things kind of going in the right direction. And then you, you know, you get Lafreniere, which is like mind blowing. You know, Kako Kako seems to be, you know, trying to work his way into it. You got Panarin. So there's some elite offensive ability there. Um, then some, some smart sentiment. Like I, I think that they're, they're, they're definitely going the right way. I, I, I think the challenge for that group is going to be, um, you know, some cap management, you know, like they're, they're in a bit of an ugly spot now, but as far as, you know, cause if some of those young guys do really well, um, can you, can they do well before their cap, their numbers really jump high is salary cap. And I think that's always hard. You know, Tampa Bay, they, they, they got through it and they got their Stanley cup, but maybe a little different scenario there because the salary cap and uh, with the um, income tax, state income tax is a lot different than New York. So I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they, they can manage that. Um, but, you know, if I look at, I, I always look at D and goalie. That's the first thing I look like on any team. And if, because they have some decent, well, some, some, some good ability there, then you have the offensive talent. I think they're definitely going the right direction. But I feel like there's a clock before they have to start paying some of these guys. And uh, that, that could be a challenge. It's tough because, you know, you can't keep everybody and you have to say goodbye to some good players. You know, as a front office, you really have some tough decisions to make. I know, you know, this offseason, and I include myself in this, uh, a lot of people, you know, upset to see Jesper Foss leave. And, you know, granted, maybe they could have held on to him, found a way to fit him underneath the cap. But, man, I mean, these are tough decisions to make. It really is unfortunate. But that's just kind of the nature of the beast, I guess, in the NHL, where you have to say goodbye to some players that you like. Well, you do. And I mean, Tampa Bay is a perfect example, man. Like they, what are they about? Like a roughly a million dollars over. They haven't signed Sorelli yet. I don't think yet. I don't um, think so. No. So they're going to have to make a, a tough choice and it's hard, you know? And so you, 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 it's like a race. It's a race to get your players really good, your own players. But if they get too good, now you got to pay them. We got to move someone else out. And it's got a hole you got to fill. Then you got to bring someone else up. You know, it's a key, it's a never ending battle. And, but they they definitely, I mean, they've got a good young team and I think that their team, they can make a little bit of noise. Uh, this year yeah uh, something kind of random I wanted to ask you about so and I found a clip of this on YouTube you talking about it uh, not too long ago just a couple of years ago you actually played in the RCHL which as you described it, is basically just a beer league uh, but you just played the one game with them I guess uh, you know your producer asked you to play on his team because they were in the middle of a 25 game losing streak I mean what was that like for you was it fun to be back out there and get this team its first win in uh, you know 26 tries there yeah, it was awful. I think it was like Division 10. It was the worst hockey I've ever seen. On the wall in the rink, it said, if you didn't get a penalty, your team got nachos. So after the first period, all the guys were like, how do we do it out here, Strati? I said, listen, if anyone makes one pass, I'll buy everyone nachos because they couldn't make a pass. It was some of the worst hockey I've ever seen in my life, but they were all great guys. So yeah, my producer asked me to come out there and I, it was fun. Like, you know, I, I was playing on men's league, a different team, but, you know, I, I just found I don't have the passion to play anymore. Uh, I coach a lot now. I coach my three kids. Um, I help out with a couple of academies here in, in the city, but I, I just don't, I don't have this, the passion to play anymore. I like to think maybe when I get older, I'll, I'll join a group and we'll kind of play to stay in shape and have a couple of beers. But right now I, I just can't do it. So yeah, that was a pretty fun night though. We won in overtime. You would have thought we won the Stanley cup. Like the guys are going crazy, but unfortunately for them, they were in the wrong league. There was, they couldn't go any further down. They were division 10 that bottoms out of division 10. We couldn't get, we couldn't get to Division 15. That's where they need to be. 
I was impressed though, man, because I, I saw a couple clips of that game, and you know, there's actually there's graphics on the screen. You know, that you can see how much time is left in the period. Like they at least uh, you know presented it like it was big time hockey. But then, uh, yeah. you know, to your point, that I guess the play left something to be desired for sure. Yeah, they do a good job. It's a really good league. A lot of my friends play in that league, and it's it's a lot of fun. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, you know, current NHL, and, you know, we can, we can wrap up with this uh, and then talk a little bit about your career in sports media as well. Uh, but one thing I wanted to ask you, you know, it could be a, a current Ranger or somebody else anywhere in the league. Is there anybody in the league right now who kind of reminds you of yourself that brings kind of some of the same skills to the table as, as you did? Yeah, Victor Hedman. <laughs> yes, no. of course. <laughs> you know what? I think the game has um, the game has really changed, right? It's really evolved, and, yeah. and I think in even my last couple of years, I recognized that it was going away from guys like myself. You really had to be a lot more at mo- uh, mobile, um, bring more offense from the back, and you can see it now. Some of the kids that are coming up and playing defense are like Hughes and and Kale McCarr. Um, you know, all these guys can skate so well and, and just, they're almost like a fourth forward. Um, sometimes like a second forward, they're getting up and they play, even Victor Hedman. I mean, you look at that guy, he'll make a breakout pass and he'll be the first guy in the rush sometimes. Like it's amazing. So, you know, I don't think there's really anyone like me. Um, you know, no one, no one, like I, 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 like I said, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't yearn to score goals. I yearned to, like, I like to be physical. I like to be hard. And I like to make other people have a bad day. That, that's what I enjoy. Even now when I play men's league, like, I don't really care if I score, but I like just stopping someone else so there have a bad day. I want them to leave being pissed off. And I love that. You know, like, and, and I, to be honest, I think what I miss is the competition. Like, just trying to have, make someone have a bad day. That's what I miss. But, you know, as far as someone like me now, like, I don't think there's even – I don't think I'd want to do that to anybody because that's not real. The game has changed so much. You know, I don't think I, you know, the, maybe the last guy would be um, Derek England. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I uh, see that. Yeah. I think he's more, he's, he's more, he's more mobile um, player, but uh, that'd be maybe the last guy, you know, because it's like the last of a breed, right? You don't have a lot of stay at home, hard nose. I mean, Larson, I guess Edmonton a bit like that. Adam Larson's a little bit like that. Um, but, you know, not a fighter. But their fighting is, is gone as well. So, you know, the game has really evolved. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, the work you do on the Jason Greger show. You co-host that show with him. Uh, how did you get involved with that? And, uh, yeah, just tell me a little bit about it if you can. Yeah, so when I was my, my – uh, when I came back to Edmonton, I, you know, I knew I was, I was pretty much done. So I started reaching out to a lot of people and just kind of lend people – you know, making, you know, contacts, if you will, in the city. And so Greger – 
and I kind of hit it off and he asked me to come just every now and then jump on a show in the summer. So it was like, no problem. It went well. So when I was done, he said, will you come on once a week? And um, so every Friday I started going three to five every Friday. And um, that was kind of towards the end of the season uh, of the regular season. And in the summer I was asked by their, by TSN to, to do a bunch of fill-ins over the summer, which was great. And at the end of that summer, I met with the manager and, and they said, you know, would you be interested in doing more? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, well, I'll get back to you. So like a day later he calls me, he's like, we want to offer you your own show. I'm like, oh, geez, I didn't expect that. I thought it'd be like an hour, like from one to two or something. And then like, we want to offer you three hours at night. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> he's yeah. like, we'll help you figure it out. So from nine to 12, I did this show and they gave me up or not gave me, but my producer was Mark Majot. He'd been in the business for like six months or a year. And the two of us just had the best time. I did that for three years and it was so much fun. And I had no idea what I was doing. I couldn't interview anybody. I didn't know how to get in and out of breaks. Like I was awful, but I improved. And um, you know, my family is really young. So really what happened is my kids would go to bed. Uh, you know, we'd have, I'd have all day with them. The kids put the kids to bed. And then uh, I, my wife go to bed and then I'd go into work, you know, and I'd do my job and then come home. So it worked out really well. And I just loved it. I loved, I loved every second about it. And then I got involved in, uh, I moved over to TV and did a show kind of like Good Morning, like America, but it was at nighttime. It was like, you know, it's kind of like a show about politics and women's issues and all that. It was pretty cool. And then uh, Gregor and I hooked back up and he brought me back. Uh, he asked me to come join his show. So I've been there, I think, for two or three years now again. And I really like, I love talking about sports and, uh, you know, it's a great, it's a great, great job. Uh, you know, it keeps me involved and gives me a platform to talk about hockey and things that I see. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And uh, got one last question for you here. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit uh, as we conclude here. Uh, are the New York Rangers going to make the playoffs this upcoming season? Oh, wow. Tough one. Uh, you know what? I, man, they've got a pretty good, they're in a pretty tough division, I think, aren't they? Yeah, and they're, they're they're realigning, which makes it even tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's who are they with Philly, Pittsburgh, Islanders, New Boston, Jersey, Boston, Caps. Yeah, yeah. They're you know what? That's it. I think that's one. If I remember, that's one of the tougher divisions. I think actually of all of them. Um, I think they're going to be. I'll say this: they better have one hell of a start. I think the start's going to be key for every team. Uh, first off, just to get those points in the bank, but also to feel good about yourself. Um, but I think they're going to be under the gun. Like you look at Boston, you know, the Islanders are pretty good. Washington's pretty good. Um, Pittsburgh is, you know, Philly, like there's some pretty good teams. So I, I don't think they're in the top of that division. I think they're fighting for the fourth spot. Um, but if things go well, if their goaltending holds up and some of those young guys can produce, yeah, they got a chance, but I wouldn't say they're a lock. Uh, at this yeah. Point. This yeah. Year. Let's probably probably on the borderline, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, listen, Jason, this was a ton of fun, man. I mean, I think I speak for all Ranger fans when I say that we would love to have you back in the future, and you know, maybe we'll do this again uh, after the season starts. Sounds good, man. Anytime. All right, all right. Have a good one, and Ranger fans, thanks for tuning in, and Jason, thank you again. You got it, buddy. All right, as always, a big thanks to you guys for continuing to tune in to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast during the offseason here. Also, a huge, huge thank you to Mr. Jason Strudwick for joining the show, talking a little bit of hockey, and uh, just discussing what the Rangers are going to look like next season, the kind of season that they're going to have. It was really a great time here. So, again, thanks to everybody. And if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. 
Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And there is still time for anybody who might be looking to play some fantasy hockey next season. The Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League is under construction, if you will. I'm kind of setting up the league and going to send out invites in relatively short order here, but if you still want to claim a spot, you can still do so, still uh, accepting entries up until the start of the regular season. So got that to look forward to as well. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.